0: You are listening to the Run to Daylight Football Funcast with your host, Todd Burroughs.
1: Well, FunCast, we are in the second week of the NFL playoffs,
0: and are you hearing a little bit of crackling there, Mauler? Yeah, just a little bit, trying to get rid of it here, could be on my end, but uh, it wasn't too bad.
1: Do uh, you want to try calling right back in?
0: It's pretty bad on my end. Does that work any better or No. No. Yeah, let's try that. I'll I'll, I'll say something witty to
1: the crowd while you call back in. And there goes the Mauler. Well, sorry about that folks. We don't claim to be the best podcast on the air with the best sound, but we do try. And I wanted to make sure that anyone who was calling in to listen to the mauler and I make a lineup would hear the best sound quality possible. So, while I'm waiting for the mauler to call back in, and this appears to be him. You there? Yeah.
0: Does that sound any better?
1: It sounds a lot better. It sounds a lot better. So, um, as I was saying, we're heading into the second week of the NFL playoffs, the round called the Divisional Playoff Round. And, uh, Mauler, we've had some pretty good weeks back-to-back. As anyone who listens to the show knows, this is kind of becoming our thing as we put our heads together and make some lineups for DraftKings and for FanDuel with the NFL. We won, um, was it, uh, we won $300, did not we, the first week on a $25 ticket? And then yeah, last week, I think, and then last week, I we think. cashed on, uh, again, on FanDuel. Our DraftKings lineups haven't cashed yet, but, uh, definitely we are running at a nice profit, and, uh, we're going to try and do it again this week, are we not?
0: Yep. Yeah, and, uh, hey, no place to go but down, so let's uh, <laughs> let's stay up at the top where we have been and, and make more money. Yeah,
1: you know, and hopefully we'll do even better. <clears throat> and I do think that it's really cool that we do this. Um, it's pretty obvious that we're going to do the same contest on DraftKings that we have been doing, the $25, uh, what they're calling the last couple of weeks, the NFL Saturday Million with 120000 to first. My question for you, Mauler, since we hadn't discussed this, they're not running the typical Millie Maker $20 on DraftKings. So we can do one or two things, and you're much better at looking at ROI than I am at this point. Um, They have, when it comes to the NFL, for $20, they have something called the $1 million uh, divisional clash, which has... um, a million dollars in total prizes and a hundred thousand to first place. Uh, 57.4 thousand people will be in that tournament. And then there is a $100 tournament with three million dollars in prizes, uh, 33.3 thousand entries. What is, are your thoughts based on ROI on those numbers? Can you look those up pretty quick or do you, can you do that stuff in your head?
0: Well, I've already taken a look at the $20, and uh, um, the $100, I haven't really looked at because I have a bunch of tickets for it. Um, but if we're going as far as return on investment, you know, um, let's see. I we mean, got, it's the
1: last like, week of the season. I typically like to stick to 20 and $25, but for the last real week of the season, because I don't, you know, we might do this next week, we might not. We haven't discussed it yet. But with a two with a two game slate, it's not as appealing to me. I wouldn't mind going out doing the hundred if we're going to split it. It's but, up to you. Yeah, man.
0: yeah. Hit uh, hit the bells and whistles button and the fireworks. We're going to do the hundred and hopefully we can make some good money this week. I mean, well, it only we, makes we, sense because there's less. Uh, there's 22,000 less people to beat. so
1: Correct. And um, the other kind of cool thing is because it is a hundred dollar tournament, we'll be competing against better people. And that's a bunch of, that's a different strategy. So um, why don't we start then with FanDuel since it's the lesser of the expenses. And, this week, what we're going to do, a little bit different because it is the divisional round, rather than, you know, throwing out names at a position when there's only eight people, when it comes to fan duel this week, who are the players that you think are, that you want to have in pretty much every lineup?
0: Well, I'll tell you one that I do not want, and that's Antonio Brown. I was very shocked to hear um, the injury news on him today that he will not be playing. And Gronkowski is also now questionable. He was in the hospital apparently last night with uh, his knee injury. So um, those are two guys that were near the top of my list, and now I have to scratch Antonio Brown totally off the list, and Gronkowski goes way down. So now that leaves me with uh, uh, a guy that we talked about earlier in the week. He's going to be low-owned, but as the people kept – kept falling into place this week. Brown goes out. That makes Roethlisberger a very tough play with his injury, and if he does play. Um, Demarius Thomas and uh, Emmanuel Sanders moved to the top of my list um, as, as potential plays just because of the lack of depth in the wide receiver position this weekend.
1: Well, to get everyone caught up to the we, – we tend not to spend too much time talking before the show's Um, you know we really do want to see have you guys see us make these lineups live Um, but it's it's hard not to talk about some of our thoughts on the games and I had mentioned to the mauler that I thought Peyton Manning looked a little bit better throwing the ball and I think he's going to be very low owned so are you saying uh, as it relates to FanDuel that that's the that that's kind of the stack you're looking at, or are you just saying I mean, you like the wide receivers?
0: I, I'm just saying that all the way around. I mean, when you look at the lack of depth at every position because of the the game, you know, the lack of games and the injuries, uh, that just that is just what stands out to me. Um, well,
1: when we look at the Fantasy Labs value rating, the lowest rated core back uh, value wise uh, for DraftKings is Peyton Manning. So that makes him the best on FanDuel. He is 59% on FanDuel and only 28 and 48% on, because they do consider Yahoo. So um, let's stick Mr. Manning in. It is a risky play. But from an analysis standpoint, I feel that everyone is going to be off him. They're going to think that they're going to run the ball and play defense. And he's still Peyton And even though I I don't think he had the arm this year, he seemed to have a little bit more zip on the ball, don't you think, when he came in, even though he didn't throw the ball a lot?
0: Well, yeah. I mean, you know, I I hate the fact that he has trouble going deep downfield. But I just think, uh, you know, Pittsburgh's going to try and put pressure on him, and it's just going to be the quick little throws that he's very, very accurate with. And then he's going to leave it up to his receivers to make, make plays with yards after the catch. And um, like you said, he's going to be very low-owned. I looked at owned the play um, percentages before we came on, and he was the lowest-owned of the quarterbacks. In fact, um, Osweiler and him were both at 3%, which is uh, very low for that website because there's not, you know, very much traffic. But uh, uh, I just think it's a very sneaky play with a very high upside.
1: Well, and also when you consider the ways to attack the Pittsburgh Steelers, they're much better against the run than the pass. They're going to be basically challenging Peyton to beat them. And with the lowest salary on the board and a low ownership potential, If for some reason he, like Samson, if if any of you out there like the Mauler and I like the Bible, it turns out that uh, Samson had one last good push in him. And um, if I'm correct in that his arm is a little stronger, I mean, his balls weren't wobbling and ducky uh, like they had been. If, If we can get one more vintage Peyton Manning game, I mean, we could win a lot of money here. So I'm yeah. okay with that and we'll stick in DT and Emmanuel Sanders. One of the things I really like about Sanders in general is that he is um out of, you know, pro football focus, Mike Clay every week does a little bit of an article on uh you know, he rates the the matchups in every in every game um and every player. So all the wide receivers versus the cornerbacks and Emmanuel Sanders, when I looked at it, had best of the whole week. So I like the double stack. I think if anyone does use Peyton, they're more likely to just have Demarius and, you know, let's face it, you know, at 1250 each, we're looking to win this thing and uh, bring some notoriety to what we do on the run to daylight. Podcast together. So I'm good there. Um, the one guy that I'm really on this week, and we'll stick him in and we'll see how the lineup goes, unless you have some problem with it. Um, I got a couple names to throw at you. Uh, Greg Olson is the first one. And the reason I'm really on Greg Olson is that Seattle by far gives up more. Points to tight ends than any other position. Greg Olson is the best option out there, and I think he won't be as heavily owned, perhaps as as he might otherwise be. I still think Gronk's going to get ten to fifteen percent, and after the huge week that Travis Kelsey had, and with uh, Macklin out. We all know that Bill Belichick is very good at taking an option, your best option out of the pass game. Um, That leaves me, and and you're going to lose some to the low-owned guys.
0: What do you think of Greg Olson? Well, you basically stole my thunder there at the end. Um, Bill Belichick will take Kelsey away. Macklin's gone. So uh, Kelsey will be the the point of emphasis um, for Belichick to take away which um takes me off of him. But the other reason I'm on Olsen is if you look over on DraftKings, I know FanDuel's a you know, touchdown heavy, but if you look over on DraftKings, Olson is almost fifteen I think he has exactly fifteen hundred more dollars than Kelsey. So I'm looking at well the people at, at DraftKings are projecting that Olson's gonna have a much better day than Kelsey, even though you know Kelsey had a big week last week. That combined with Belichick trying to shut him down, I'm all over Olson. I don't like Gronk being hurt. Eighty three hundred is way too much to pay for Gronk. Um, Richard Rodgers was questionable for Green Bay, and Heath Miller is just a two three target um, a game guy. And with Brown out, I don't know you know how how the ball gets spread around. Um, so I love Greg Olson at tight end, and I, I say we pay up for him.
1: Okay, so he's in the lineup, and then let's uh, let's discuss. We have one wide receiver spot left. And I think that's going to come down to dollars. So let's build out the rest of the lineup. Uh, The other no-brainer guy for me to put into most of my lineups, and the only lineups that I won't have this guy in are are lineups where I'm not, you know, I'm uh, already, all right, let me rephrase that. The only lineups that I won't have this guy in are lineups that I'm playing a lot of other chalk. Uh, because he is the chalkiest play of the week, in my opinion, and it's David Johnson. He is uh, 8,500 on FanDuel, which is going to take a big bite out of our budget. But with us having Peyton Manning, DT, and Sanders, let's stick David Johnson in and see what we can do with the rest of the spots. How does that sound?
0: That sounds great. Um, I totally agree with you. I think he's the only true uh back that we can expect 20 to 25 touches from. They say Lynch is going to play and he's going to carry um, a lot of the load, but we also heard that he was going to play last week. We also know that he could just leave pregame and we'll never see him again. He could retire pregame. We have no idea what <laughs> he goes could, on. He could sit on the, and, the sideline and, and, and he, he kettles Right. We have no clue what goes on in that guy's head. So, I mean, David Johnson is clear, clearly the only chalk. And I guess I'll mention my value play um, at running back and see how you like it. Uh, He got 20 touches, or uh, I'm sorry, he got close to 20 touches uh, last week of the regular season after signing with the Patriots. And uh, he, he, he was on the field for 24 snaps. And that was in the last week. And that's Steven Jackson. Um, I mean, I'm not sure how you feel about him, but you know, if, uh, if it gets tough in New England, they'll they'll lean on the run game if it's working. So, what do you think about that?
1: Well, he's definitely only on my radar on FanDuel. Um, yeah, where definitely. if he gets a touchdown and he is going to be their goal line back, I think that he is definitely. Um, he's also the only problem is his salary is much better on Fan on DraftKings. Uh, the one guy that I would put out there as uh, kind of a, another DraftKings play, I'm sorry, FanDuel play, for you to consider back would be Jonathan Stewart. He hasn't been playing. Okay. Um, he's $6,300. Yeah, Stephen he does cost
0: much more than Steven Jackson on then DraftKings he's 50, at all. Yeah.
1: Why don't we put Mr. Stewart in, and then we'll see Let's where we're at in salary
0: after kicker in defense. That gives us 53 with kicker and defense, so that's pretty solid. Now, you know my theory with kicker. I always want somebody that's either indoors or in a warm environment. As we saw with Mr. Walsh last week, um, being in a cold environment doesn't work because he missed a uh, what it, I guess it came out to be about a 21-yard field goal to uh, send Seattle through. So uh, it was it was, liked...
1: Ga- it was Gary Anderson part two because he had made oh. too much harder field. I actually played him by accident in one game last week, and um, he he scored pretty well overall, but that missed one at the end really killed me. And I think you're going to the same guy that I'm interested in, and that's Chandler Cat
0: and Zarrow. Yeah, and I wasn't. I wasn't sure which kicker I wanted from that game, but I wanted one of them from that game. Um, You know, I would start with Katanzaro, and then if you need a few hundred dollars at the end, then you can drop down to uh, Houshka or Crosby. But, yeah, those those were the two games I was targeting kickers from were um, the warm environment there in Arizona and, you know, down in in Carolina.
1: Well, Katanzaro is a pretty good scorer. He's pretty consistent. And I think that if the game plays out how I think it might, Arizona's going to have a nice lead. And if they have a nice lead, it'll be easier for them to settle for field goals. And just the opposite, if Green Bay's playing from behind, my fear with Crosby is that if they're down two or three scores, they're not going to be able to kick field goals, even when it would make sense to do so.
0: Yeah, and I just think Arizona's going to score more points. And, you know, if you're going to score, if you think they're going to score more points, you know, you go with that kicker because you don't know what, you know, what ways they're going to score points. So uh, I totally agree with you there. And he's actually, you know, in the middle, middle price range, so it kind of helps us out.
1: Yep. Now, when it comes to defenses, when we look at the value reports, the best value on the fan duel side is Pittsburgh, followed by New England, followed by Carolina, followed by Denver. Um, Denver defense is the one that I love. I mean, it's not even close. You're talking about a banged-up Ben Roethlisberger who might not be able to throw the ball down the field. You've got Narrative Street that they were torn up by the Steelers and Antonio Brown earlier in the year. And now you're saying Antonio Brown's definitely been ruled out?
0: Yeah, um he was ruled out today. Um DeAngelo Williams has definitely been ruled out and Qu- Rappasberger is is questionable. So they're on their fourth string running back. Uh won't be able to throw the ball more than 20 yards. We you know, we look for low owned people and low owned defenses and low owned kickers. But in this instance, this is like you said, a sort of a must play, you know, uh, sure. We might be left in the dust by somebody that picks up uh, a kickoff return touchdown and has a big week like the chiefs did last week. But I mean, you're looking at, at a, a backup quarterback possibly that's going to, you know, a second string wide receiver with a four string running back that just, you know, has disaster written all over it against one of the top defenses in the league. So yep. you got to play I, I- the Broncos there.
1: I agree, which leaves us fifty eight hundred for wide receiver, and there's two guys that I like in the low price area, and let's see if either of them fit. One of them does. Ah, we can fit any of the people that I like on the low end. Um, well, let me, let me
0: take a guess at who the guys you like. Okay. Um, the first guy I'm I'm, I'm guessing is Jermaine Curse.
1: Uh he's the lowest of the ones, but he's okay. the He's exactly $5,800.
0: Yep, I'm Yep, just going going down by price. I guess another yep. one of your guys would be Jared Aberdarres.
1: Abercadabra. Yep. What do you
0: yeah. think about him? Is he on your list?
1: Aberdarres is um, yeah. probably tied for the top on my list.
0: Let's okay. see if you can get the third guy. Well, that's going to be tough. But I am going to say, how about uh, Devin Funchess?
1: That's actually not a bad choice. But the guy that I'm on, and I'm, I'm a little bit more on him on DraftKings. <clears throat> now, the guy I would love to fit in here is, and let's see how expensive he is and how far over. He would put us $1,300 over. Um I really like Martavis Bryant simply, yeah. because, simply because, in a game where you're you're so heavy, Bronco, it's always nice to have someone coming back the other way. And well, I, mean, I think if somebody Ben has can't, to get the ball, well, and but there's two things here. <clears throat> One, Bryant, when Ben got hurt, became a target for those quick screens because of his breakaway speed and his size. He's kind of the Demarius Thomas of the Steelers. The other yeah. thing is if Ben can't go or if he starts playing and doesn't do well, Landry Jones and Mar- and Martavis Bryant had an amazing chemistry.
0: Yep.
1: So in in, in it, let's let's do you like that call?
0: Well, I mean, I don't know where we're going to find 1300 but I don't mind it. I mean, look, the Steelers are going to be playing from behind, and somebody has to catch the football. It's either going to be Wheaton or Bryant or both, you know, and and Pittsburgh's going to have to be slinging it all day. So whoever we can fit in from that game, I think we're we're going to be in good shape.
1: Well, if we stick Bryant in, let's just – we we looked at uh, Steven Jackson instead of Stewart, but that only saves a a us 600, 600, leaves us okay. 700 short. Uh, if we look to defense, that allows us to put in Kansas City or Green Bay. Neither one are great options. <clears throat> As we go away from tight end, that lets us go to Heath Miller, which wouldn't interest me because if we're going to put in Bryant, I don't want Heath Miller. And so it doesn't look like we can easily get to where we're going. So what that does is if we go back to – now, the other thing we can do is if we put Steven Jackson back in and we put Olsen back in at wide receiver, that that would let us have LaFell or Amendola or Lockett or Wheaton. And I don't know that any of them I like enough to drop down from Stewart. So my question is to you, if we stick with Stuart, do you want to put curse in just because that fills our salary? Or do we want to be a little more contrarian and look at abradabra, cadabra, cadaris, cadara, Or
0: Yeah, I mean, I think... I think Aberderis has a much higher ceiling than Curse, And I don't know, even though Curse fills the money, I just, I, for some reason, I'm leaning towards Aberderis this week. I know, you know, he's the third receiver. He, he doesn't get a lot of targets through the season. But, you know, this is the playoffs. Uh, Arizona's going to be locked down on Jones and Cobb. You know, you have Patrick Peterson is is going to be locked up on one of them each play, so, you know, Rogers is going to have to find those secondary receivers, and I just, for some reason, I just have a feeling about Aberderis. Yeah,
1: I, I don't disagree with you. I think he's a solid play, and I'm going to stick him in, and we're going to call this lineup toast. Obviously, we'll see if there's anything that changes on the morning, I mean, the only other thing we could have done would have been to take David Johnson out, but I'm not willing to do that. Um, not no, t- and
0: I mean, <laughs> we, we still have $900 left, and, you know, I don't see anywhere that we can upgrade, you know.
1: Well, and I position. don't want to.
0: No. I don't
1: want to because in a short slate, leaving $900 is a way of being contrarian. You know, yeah. all the amateur guys, all the inexperienced guys, they're going to feel like that's a little bit too much. And I was actually listening, as I know you do, to Adam Levitan and Al Smizzle. Peter Jennings was out sick today. And yeah. Al was saying that he doesn't mind going as much as $1,500 with extra salary on a slate like this as a way to be contrarian. And I thought that made tremendous amount of sense. So I'm going to hit enter. And we're going to call this bait the only other thing we could do is go away from Peyton and go to Alex Smith. And again, I, I that makes no sense.
0: Yeah. No.
1: All right. We're done. I, think, with it, I think that
0: lineup looks great. Okay.
1: Now, DraftKings wow. Here's my thought. David Johnson is going to be really high owned. In any contest this weekend, I feel like the higher the price point, the more he's going to be owned. So I'm wondering if the way to be contrarian in the $100 lineup is to find two other running backs. And with a full PPR, we might be able to do it. But since we have Peyton Manning in our FanDuel lineup, I'm going to read – we'll go to quarterback. And on DraftKings, the Fantasy Lab value rating, 93 for Alex Smith, 88 for Aaron Rodgers, 88 for Russell Wilson, 63 for Tom Brady, 63 for Cam Newton. I don't think either of us has the stomach in a $100 lineup to play Big Ben. Carson Palmer's at 50 and Peyton Manning's at 48. I expect Carson Palmer to be the highest-owned player on the slate. What are your thoughts on the quarterback position for DraftKings?
0: Yeah, I mean, at 6,500, he's uh, third cheapest quarterback, and they're supposed to be one of the highest-scoring teams, so I expect Palmer to be highly owned. Um, But, you know, I'm looking over here at running back, and David Johnson isn't even the highest-priced running back of the week. On uh, DraftKings, and that's what's going to make it so hard to fade him. Is you know he's only priced two hundred dollars ahead of Jonathan Stewart.
1: I don't disagree. So, uh,
0: you know, we can we can you know
1: we can. I'm not saying that we definitely need to fade him. I'm just saying it was an option that I felt merited a discussion. Um, any of those quarterbacks jump out at you?
0: uh for DraftKings, you know if if we're steering away from Peyton Manning uh i kind of like Aaron Rodgers i know uh Arizona put pressure on him from the tackle position last time they played but uh Rodgers will have a starting tackle back this week for the first time in 6 weeks uh, and they're going to be playing from behind and it's in Arizona it's warm weather it's not going to be a cold weather game i just think Rodgers gets a little loose and uh in a comeback situation might put up some good numbers.
1: I was on him last week and I'm, I, I'm just not feeling it. Devontae what were you,
0: you feeling this week?
1: <clears throat> I'm feeling Wilson or cam. I think Wilson is the one I'm feeling the most and I'll explain to you why. I thought about Alex Smith a little bit. I think he'll also be contrarian, but I don't love any of the stacks. I think that, you know, if it was a week where we were going to have a lot of trouble filling out a salary cap, I might be interested. But Russell Wilson gives you the option of getting points on the ground. They're going to be on the road. It could turn out to be a higher
0: scoring game. Uh, what's
1: Do you have the Vegas odds in front of you?
0: Yeah, give me a sec. I can call him right up. But, yeah, that's the same with uh, Cam Newton, too, is, uh, is, you know, you can get that 100 yards rushing or that six-point rushing touchdown that, you know, most other quarterbacks can't get. Um, I'm open with, to either this.
1: one of those two. Um, I think that Brady is someone who's not on my radar, but uh, I think he's going to be low-owned. And I just, I'm scared of the KC defense right now. And with all those injuries, um, yeah, I, I I'm, I'm, I'm going to, and I could live to regret it, but I'm going to veto Rodgers, and I'm going to throw out Wilson and Cam Newton and see if there's one or the other. You like more, uh, with Wilson, I definitely would want to put Baldwin with him. Um, uh, He's not going to see a lot of Josh Norman because he plays in the slot a lot. He's really raised up his game. I, I don't know that that's a low-owned stat necessarily. I'm also open to either naked Cam or Cam with Olsen. Um, it's hard for me to get on board with uh, Cam, Olsen, and another guy simply no, because...
0: I like cam olson or or Wilson Baldwin as well, when you look at the vegas line um Carolina's supposed to score the third most this week at at close to twenty three points Seattle right behind them at twenty one and a quarter so uh Carolina's supposed to get a few more points um I don't know uh, i I'm good with either one. Flip a coin over there on your end and and tell me what you would rather have wilson or or Wilson and Baldwin or Cam and
1: I'm gonna go to Um, Roto-grinders real quickly. That's where I'm on right now. Typically, Adam Levitan does a pretty good article on guessing who's going to be the highest and least owned players. Since, you know, I guess push comes to shove, even though I'm getting a feel on Wilson, Cam's at home. You know, Cam is such a big part of their offense, I, I, I know Seattle is good, but it's it's kind of hard for me to – I don't know. Let's go look at – you. can you see that Adam Levitan article?
0: Well, I'm actually going to own the play right now and looking because they have live ownership.
1: Yes, and, that's
0: uh, true. It just gives me a, a little idea of where we're at. So on um, own the play, uh, live ownership has Carson Palmer is the most owned right now at 36% and Cam right behind him at 35. Then you go to Brady at 7%, Russell Wilson at 6%, Alex Smith at 6%, Peyton Manning at 4%, Aaron Rodgers at 3%, and then you have some crazy p- folks that have uh, Osweiler at 3% and and some big dummy has Michael Vick. <laughs> what, 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 one person I think made a wrong click and, and has Michael Vick.
1: So it's Wilson and Baldwin. I think that's, uh, you know, for the difference, you know, Russell Wilson, they could lose 38 to 14, and Russell Wilson could still have a good game. Um, I I know it could be a a low-scoring game. Um, I think taking Palmer and Cam off the board, I mean, 35% on on a short slate. That's that's tough.
0: Well, and you got to look at the stackable part, too. Um, when I go look at tight ends over here, Olsen's the second t- highest uh, tight end on besides Kelsey, 39% to 35 So you also, you know, factor that in that Baldwin I have at 19% over here. You're also making that a little more contrarian. So you save, you know, 35% of Camone to – 6% at Russell Wilson, and you also have a little better ownership with Baldwin over uh, over uh, the tight end as well.
1: So I think we're like set Wilson. on uh, the Russell Wilson-Doug Baldwin stack. I think we're going
0: crazy, Todd, but that's where we're <laughs> well, at. Well,
1: I, I don't know that it's crazy playing Russell Wilson and Doug Baldwin. I What I love about no, this play No, it is... wouldn't have
0: been crazy for those five weeks in a row that we would have made tons of money if we would have played them.
1: Well, and, and what I love about it is that everyone's off them simply because of two factors. One, everyone perceives Carolina as a shutdown defense, and my memory is, you know, I don't have numbers in front of me, but teams put up points against them the last half of the year, and the other th- reason that people were off of Russell Wilson is a recency bias that he didn't play that well last week, but it was freezing. I mean... That's being kind to say it was freezing, because it was zero degrees, which is, you know, or minus three, which is 35 degrees below freezing. So I like Russell Wilson as a bounce back in warmer weather. Um, I I, I think that we've done pretty good there. Now, the one guy that I'm really on at running back on DraftKings is Toussaint. And I will explain to you why. Do you have targets for last week? I think he had eight targets. And Todman only had one. Because I kind of went into this this week, my early research, I thought, wow, I'm going to play a little Todman. I'm going to be contrarian. He's the third down back. He's going to get the catches. Because the position that Denver has been most Weak against has been, the, the you know, the running backs catching the ball, but it's Toussaint who's been catching the ball.
0: Do you have any
1: problem with Mr. Tucson?
0: No, plug him in. I, I don't have a problem with him. Um, and, you know, let's and plug him in and then if we need Johnson. to upgrade later.
1: And you wanted yeah, David Johnson. What I,
0: start, I, I started with the same running back that we had on Fanduel. I plugged in David Johnson, Jonathan Stewart just to start. So when you mentioned Tucson, I took out Stewart and uh, put in Tucson.
1: I really like Toussaint um, for a couple reasons. One, if Ben can't throw the ball deep, that means more dump-offs. That means yeah. more screens. Um, he, plus, he is the lead back. He's going to get 15, 20 touches on the ground. Um, so now we need to go to um, – I'm going to plug in the Broncos' defense again. They're cheaper yeah. here yeah. than they were on FanDuel. That's a no-brainer. Uh, We've got about seven minutes left. So who's the next guy that you really want to plug in here?
0: Well, what I want to do is plug in the best tight end. And, you know, we talked about it before, but we also have talked about how we don't like sharing players. But I just think Greg Olson is head and shoulders above everyone else as a play this weekend. We see that everybody else or more people are on Kelsey than they are on Olson And I think if Belichick shuts Kelsey down like everybody uh, expects, then, you know, you're in a a plus-even situation by having Olsen. What do you think about that?
1: Done. I agree. Um, I think that the Kelsey factor is going to – what's the ownership on the two of them over on uh, Own the Play?
0: Uh, Kelsey's at 39, Olsen's
1: at 35. Yeah, at 35%, I think – (laughs) he's the guy, I think, who can win you the week. And it's also, in a shootout, always nice to have someone from the other team. So if this game goes 35-31, I don't mind at all having someone on the other team, you know, if we're wrong and Cam is the guy. But, you know, so Olsen's done. The next guy that I really want to plug in, again, is someone who we have already, and that's Emmanuel Oh, yeah.
0: Abracadabra. Oh, no. Well, em- Emmanuel, uh, Emmanuel okay.
1: Sanders is the guy for me. And he has, again, the best matchup of the week. Um, but if you really, you know, the other guy is Michael Floyd. Uh, what do you think of Michael Floyd?
0: Yeah, I, Michael Floyd wasn't on my radar at all. And then when I went to own the play, he's the highest receiver owned over there. And then, uh, of course, I think it goes back to Palmer being the highest owned quarterback, you know, but uh, that was very surprising to me. He's 44% owned. What's this, John Brown? Uh, uh, John Brown is down at 11. He's, uh, he's the seventh or eighth highest owned. Um, people are taking a flyer on Al- Albert Wilson from Kansas City, it looks like. He's 28% owned. Uh, then you got Wheaton, uh, Demarius Thomas, and Martavis Bryant, Doug Baldwin. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there, people are taking flyers over here with Floyd and, and Albert Wilson.
1: What's and Aberdarres? Not,
0: not cheap. Uh, Aberdaris is down in the single digits, very low, uh, 2%. If we stick
1: in Sanders, John Brown, and Aberdarres, we have $1,400 left. If we upgrade from John Brown to Larry Fitzgerald, we have $100 left.
0: Okay. so If
1: if you don't want to repeat Emmanuel no, Sanders...
0: No, no. no, I just have to cite <clears sight of throat> it. I just have if to you, input it. That leaves if, you don't, if you
1: don't like Emmanuel Sanders, again, I would say that, you know, who, taking a chance on a big Julian Edelman game... Along with John no. Brown
0: also leaves you a hundred dollars. So I I lo- I love Emmanuel Sanders. I, I don't want to take him out. This is where I'm at. Flex for the the last spot for Flex, we we can put in Fitzgerald, Marshawn, or Martavis Bryant. And one, when one do they each play? Um well, uh Bryant is the last game Sunday, four forty. Marshawn is the first game Sunday on the road at Carolina, one hundred and five, and Fitzgerald is the late game Saturday night, eight fifteen, but it'll be five fifteen in Arizona.
1: Well, if you go Sanders, so you you definitely want Aberdares. Yeah,
0: yeah, Sanders okay. Aberdares, and then that. So if we a, go Sanders Gerald, Bryant or Lynch.
1: That leaves sixty six hundred. Yep. I'm still not ready to you know not ready to ah, Lynch 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 Lynch.
0: No, I I'm I'm pretty I'm torn between Fitzgerald and Martavis. I I mean, I know we have Tucson. Um, what do you think? Fitzgerald and spend all the money but a hundred or or do we leave six hundred and take Bryant? Or or Randall, I mean, what do you think down there?
1: I think the Steelers could get shut out. Ben, <laughs> that banked up. I, I think fit, I think that at the worst, Fitz is. You know, it's. Let's look at the rest of our lineup. Okay. And do, do you think we need someone? With a ceiling or someone with a floor. I mean, Uh... in a a hundred-dollar lineup. I mean, Fitz has been well rested. My gut feeling says Fitz because, in a in a, he hasn't gone off in a while. It's the playoffs. He's he's been rested. You know, I I faded Fitz down the stretch after playing him with just one week, mostly because I felt that he was, um, you know, old and and there's regression at the
0: end of the year when you're old. But the good thing is his his floor is still between 10 and 12 points, and that's that's higher than what's most. What's the floors.
1: what's the ownership on Fitz and
0: Brian? Oh, Fitz on, on the play is it's very low. Um, 9%. Um, Martavis is 21 on own the play.
1: I, I want Fitz.
0: Yep. And he is in. So and we're, we're done. looking at Russell Wilson, David Johnson, Fitz Toussaint, Doug Baldwin, Jared Aberderis, Emmanuel Sanders, Greg Olson, Larry Fitzgerald, and the Broncos on DraftKings for all the monies. I like it. That sounds good. That looks really good. So you plug it in on the 100. I did. I'm going to plug it in here on the 20 just because I happen to have that screen up. So if it rock and rolls, then it rocks and rolls twice.
1: No problem. And um, and we will uh, we'll settle up one way or another. I'm not worried about you. We'll settle up one way or another at, we'll yeah. or yeah. another at the end of the week. Um, yeah,
0: we'll figure it out.
1: Yep, I'll, but, uh, I'll give you an accounting and I'm going to take my daughter to martial arts. So um, to anyone who does listen to our podcast, is starting to listen to it and enjoys it, please tell a friend. Please follow the Motown Mauler on Twitter. Follow me, Todd, T-O-D, from PA on Twitter. Let us know you listened. Let us know you enjoyed the show. Hopefully Mauler will win a million, and then everyone will want to listen to our show and follow us on Twitter. Um <coughs> But either way, it's been a lot of fun, and I'm looking forward to continuing with you and, and and doing some NBA lineups like this as well. I really enjoy this exercise, and I think it's going to make both of us better.
0: Yeah, yeah, me too. I always say two brains are better than one, and Lord knows I need another brain when it comes to basketball because – You know, you just have some bad luck. I ran into Russell Westbrook getting ejected a few nights ago after starting off really hot. Um, I I was lucky enough to pair Jimmy Butler and DeMarcus Cousins on a few teams together last night, so that worked out pretty well. But you know, two hands are always better than one. And I had no Butler.
1: I had no Butler, and if we had talked, maybe I would have had some Butler. I heard about his ankle, and I'm like, yeah. You know, uh, with all the – after Westbrook getting ejected and all that stuff, I was on the free Bobby Portis train last night, which never left the station. And I managed to put in about $48, including head-to-heads. Maybe it wasn't that much. But I didn't get one. It was my worst day of the season. And uh, the few lineups that I did have, people – it just seemed like everyone that I played had, uh, uh, no one had that same fear that I had, but uh, <laughs> I've had a couple good games this week, so I'm not disheartened. And um, good luck to everyone out there, and we'll see you maybe next week. We'll probably do a podcast, and uh, maybe we'll only do one lineup. Yeah. So, 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 so we'll everyone,
0: do whatever the people want. Yeah. Thank
1: you, and have a good day, more. Thank you, and uh, I'll talk to you soon.
0: All right, thanks, Todd. Have a good uh, day, and enjoy football this weekend. Let's win some money.
1: Let's win. Let's win at least a thousand. I'll see you later.
0: Sounds good. Have a good one, Todd. Thanks again. Bye. <laughs>